Hello and welcome to the Relationships Are Underrated podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Asley. And I'm your sick host, Trip Kramer. Are you sick? Do you hear it? You know, I do hear a little nasal out of your voice. Or you, yeah, you know, hear... it's not, and it's not like the Jew nasal. It's like the, <laughs> I'm also sick nasal. Oh, that is funny. I'm, I'm allowed to Was say that. Was that politically correct that you could say that? No, I don't give a fuck about politically correct. Okay, uh, that's that's a lie. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh uh, well, you are you are you taking proper medication? Are you doing echinacea, and vitamin C, and I'm green taking t- vitamin C and zinc, but I'm also popping like mucinex and mucinex PM and all that stuff. Oh well, you're a champ for doing this today. I know I was canceled, and I'm like, you know what? We'll just do it. Like I can, I can do it. it it's there's a difference between. Something that's going to be hard to do and yeah. something that you can't do, right? It's like if I had the flu, you just can't do it. You're nauseous. You can't even think yeah. straight. Yeah. Now, it's hard for me to think a little straight now, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, can I do this? It's like, yeah, I can. Will it be fine? It'll be fine. Is it going to be hard? Yeah, it's going to be hard. But sometimes you got to do the things that are hard, right, John? Well, when, when we jumped on today and you gave me the I'm sick, I thought, oh, you're canceling me at the last minute. And I was thinking like, you know, when someone cancels on you on a date at the last minute, because <laughs> I blocked out all my time. I made preparations. I, I even took a shower, not for you. I had to do it anyway. But <laughs> Well, that's the thing too, is I didn't cancel because all day I'm like, can I do it? I think I can. I can do it. No, I can't. I can't do it. And I was like, all right, we got to do this. Anyway, the topic well, of today. About religion and relationships and couples. Do you have to be on the same page? I think this is an interesting and good topic we're jumping into today. It is. And there's so many examples, right? Like there's yeah. so many different examples because there's all different types of religions and there's all different types of interfaith. Or we can even say not non as is non non denominational or denominational no. like atheism or agnostic. yeah agnostic um, would we spiritual call it, but would, not religious would we call like someone who's atheist getting into a relationship with let's say someone who's Catholic is that an interfaith couple? <laughs> well, that's there's, an no, there's no faith on one end. <laughs> that's an interesting way of looking at. It. You're right. That'd be something interesting to Google. Or... But that's my point is, is there's so many different combinations. And I, I know we're going to come back to this topic. I know this is going to be yeah. sort of like an introduction and it's going to be interesting well, to, uh, to get into this here. So there's a couple ways I, you know, before we got on today, I was thinking to myself, you know, religion has so many different aspects to it. So for example, you know, you're Jewish and, and my parents, what were you going to say? I was going to say Jewish by culture. Well, that was what I was about to say. There's Jewish and then there's Jewish by culture. So there's, and, and to me, like my parents, I was, my parents are Muslim. My parents are from Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, they're Muslim. Yeah. I mean, so like practicing. Well, my mom, I mean, I don't think she practiced a day in her life. My father was a pseudo practicer. And I remember when I was 13 years old or maybe 12, he took me to mosque here in Los Angeles. And like, and I'm around all these kids. I know nothing about the, the religion. I, I barely even know my own culture, if you will. And I was screaming the whole ride home. I'm never doing this again kind of thing. Oh, and me so, too. 
I was raised kind of with almost no religion. In fact, just a quick joke, if I can remember this joke properly. Someone asked me, oh, I got I got injured. I broke my finger playing volleyball in high school and I had to go to the hospital. Uh, and they, one of the questions they asked you was, what religion are you? And I said, pedestrian. <laughs> That's funny. Because I because I didn't I didn't identify with any religion growing up, so I always felt out of place, and and I suspect a lot of people in relationships to some degree might even feel you know much like I did. But what I was going to share with you, Trip, is that I think religion oftentimes ends up being the foundation for our values, and what our values are really important in relationships. So it's not so much religion. This was just something I'm pondering that I wanted no, that, to bounce that's, off of you. Th that's a good point. You know, I'm thinking about this idea of maybe an atheist getting together with someone who's Catholic, Catholic. yeah, or, good example, uh, or, or Christian. Yeah. And let's just say hypothetically that the atheist who doesn't believe in God or even agnostic isn't sure, has some sort of set of values or morals. You know, I'm sure that there's something there. So let's just say hypothetically they do. Well, it's going to be a lot of the same morals of someone who practices Catholicism. I mean, generally speaking. Yeah. Right? Give love. Don't hurt other people. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't murder. You know, so it, it almost begs the question is, can... Uh, in this in this specific example, can an atheist agnostic be with someone who's more religious? I think that they might be able to. It might be a little bit more tough on the other part, on the other person, the person who's I was just fucking funny. I was watching uh, Love is Blind oh, really? on, on Netflix, and I was literally just having this conversation with, with my fiance, Megan. There is a couple and one of them is or a couple that's going to try to get together one's atheist and one is catholic okay and i was thinking that the person who is atheist that person in the show was totally down to get with that catholic person okay he's like okay. yeah it's totally fine but she's having a lot of troubles there and it's interesting i don't well, know let it's me like, jump in here for a second because i wonder why she would have so many so all much, right let's think so about this for a second that. Um, let's say you're very devout in your religion. I mean, very devout, even so much so that you go to Bible study on a regular basis and you carry your Bible with you. And you that's an important part of your life. If your partner isn't interested in maybe one of the most important aspects of your life, that, that could be problematic. I think it's worth ex, you know exploring that. It's not going to be as fun, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's like if you're if you're with someone who's more than the oh, I go to church every Sunday. Because there's some people who are just I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, and then throughout the week, maybe it's in their heart, but other than their heart, it's not showing up literally yeah. anywhere in their in their life day to day. Well, then there's those who go once a year to mass or something like that. Right. Or like you know, in Judaism, there's yeah. the there's the high holidays, high, high holidays, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, where it's like that's the only time we ever went to temple <laughs> is we went those two days that are a week apart. Yeah. And that was it. That's why I was. I, I oh, like can I tell I'm, you a funny story? Because I dated a woman and you know her. And she who's Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. Excuse me. Let me clarify that. And so I went with her to high holidays because she 
she did a healing service and I'm listening to the rabbi, by the way, I've never been, is it a synagogue, right? Synagogue, <laughs> temple, temple, temple. I should say it was temple, something, something. <laughs> anyway, the rabbi must've been 200 years old. I mean, this guy was sitting up on this like throne kind of chair. And I mean, he had a beard that went down to his knees. I mean, he just looked as old as, you know, time. And his wife was sitting next to him. And you know what I heard the whole time he talked? Spend lots of good time with your wife and have lots of sex. Like, that's what I heard. And I'm like, that's what what he said. That's the way I heard it. Okay. (laughs) And I thought, this is a religion I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the in the Bible, it yeah. does say be fruitful and multiply, which is Yeah, but he was is, like 80 years old saying this. <laughs> sure. Well, that means have lots of kids. In the very orthodox community yeah. of Judaism, though, from what I remember, because I was raised kind of conservative, which is like halfway to Orthodox. Okay. The very Orthodox, I think, only have sex to have children. I don't know if there's any other oh. sex that happens. Well, he was, this was temple and it was like reform. Oh, by the way, this was reform. Okay. So that's the lowest form. That's what I went. Well, yeah, I, I had a lot of transfers over my childhood <laughs> from reform to conservative to orthodox. But anyway, back to the anyway, topic to here the, yeah, exactly. uh, in relationships. Here's my thought. Here's my okay. opinion on it. Okay. And this is a pretty obvious statement, right? Yeah. If you are the same if you're the same religion, you're going to have an easier time in the relationship. Yeah. The more it, aligned two people are, the the you know the easier it is to be in a relationship. Right. Like there's no conversations. So let's say two Jews get together, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's unspoken. You know you're going to have Hanukkah. You might have Passover. You're not going to have Christmas yeah. and whatever else there is. Maybe, you know, you understand that maybe – one might go to the high holiday uh, temple, you know, once a year. It's just like unspoken. Like you know what yeah. to expect. So what about when a Jewish man marries a Catholic woman and he wants to raise the children under Judaism? Well, well let's just say this. Yeah, as this an is, example. Yeah. We'll, we'll start here. And I know you're going to love this because you get yeah. off when I say this word. You get <laughs> off on it communication <laughs> yes i am oh, very you're... fond of the word communication yes well you know healthy communi- healthy communication good communication yes and i think well let's even take a step back let's okay. go let's go a little bit bc here that's kind of fun. Or B- <laughs> br before relationship i'm just okay. trying to stick with the religious theme here so before relationship I believe one has to really get clear on what the, who they want to be with yeah. and who they'd be okay with being with. So you got to be really clear on, let's say you're Catholic yeah. and that's so important to you. Yeah. Then you have to be dating Catholic people, however that may be. Maybe that's what you're filtering for online. Maybe that's you're meeting people at church or in groups, whatever it is. Or you're, you meet someone, you're unsure of it. Well, to the next step, you know, have that conversation. But it's all about really knowing first, what is it that you are looking for? And it could be, it could be multiple things. It could be, well, let's say I'm Catholic, but I'm not really that, you know, that religious. Okay. That devout. 
that devout. You see, I'm not Catholic, so I don't. I guess I should just stick to the Jewish thing. Okay, I will just stick. <laughs> By the way, for the record, everyone listening, I'm spiritual but not religious. So I mean, that's where I ended up in my journey of being raised. You know, not even raised Muslim, but you know, having parents who are quasi-Muslim, growing up predominantly in a Christian era, you know, neighborhood where I grew up, Christian and Catholic, and eventually found my way into spiritual but not religious. And you know, that has a different way of looking at religion, you know. And I and I don't know what percentage of the population is that versus any of the others. Um, I just know here in Los Angeles that's more of a common at least right. on the dating apps, that's the most common, you know, denominator. Yeah, whatever it's called, where where it's indicator, you know, when it talks about your religion. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I'll say my background: raised Jewish, parents both Jewish, was raised Reformed, so not religious, okay. and really believed in God hardcore from ages zero to fifteen, and then I started to learn about science. And I was oh. like, oh, this seems to make not a lot of sense to me. <laughs> no, not Scientology. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just more evolution, science, and, and, that's, and that just spoke to me more. Yeah. So I became more agnostic atheist over time until, so until how now. Did, so let me ask you, with your relationship with Megan, well, what's her, how was she raised and how- Catholic. You got, okay. And you, so- you know, you, we talked about the C word communication. Catholic. When did it come up in your relationship and how did it come up and how is it, uh, and how is it affecting you guys getting married? I don't remember the first conversation, Okay, but I know for sure it happened early because I was, I'm very interested in that. Like I want to okay. know that from a person. So. Because I, you are, were, are, well, were looking for a wife at that time. You now have a correct. Fiance, so. And I did not want anyone on, and on any end, by the way, who was at all religious, even Jewish, didn't, didn't care. Don't care what, what it was. Wait, wait, whatever. wait. You, what do you mean you didn't want them to be on any end? I'm okay. What clarified. I'm, I'll clarify that. So I just didn't want to be with anyone religious even if they were Jewish, because I'm Jewish, right? I consider myself a Jewish so person. So when we say the word religious, or you saying the word religious, I, I'm sensing you mean devout in their religion. So I'll get even more specific. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anyone who's going to a temple, a church, a synagogue, a mosque. Okay. We- weekly. Because? Because. I don't mean to call I, you out. No, no, that's fine. I don't feel I can connect with someone on yeah. that level. I By the feel, way, I feel, I feel the a same lack way. of connection. Yeah. I feel like we might be living in two different worlds. Perceptions, that per- yeah. Perceptions, views. Yeah. They're living in a world of doing things for God or doing things for Jesus. Yeah. And I'm over here doing things for more myself and humanity. And so if you're a person who's going on a weekly basis, I feel we're not going to really connect now i had a friend who said once to me he said i want to bring it back to megan so don't forget i do but this is important this is about relationships this is very good i had a friend who once said to me he said who cares if they're religious that's awesome that means that they have really good morals that means that they're trying to be a good person like who cares if they're going if they're going to church every week or temple every week 
and they're going to raise their kids, you know, under under religion and, and try to be a good person. It's like, what's really wrong with that? And it was an interesting point. I yeah. thought, hmm, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really have like an argument against it. My only thing is is that connection. But how important is it to have a connection versus have really strong morals? I don't know. That's so, that's an interesting topic of kind of brings up what I talked about earlier about values and morals and religion. They're all kind of intertwined in some way. It's interesting. You and I had a conversation a while back because you've been encouraging me to come up with my three non-negotiables, right? And for those listening, you know, I'm a, I'm the single one in the group. Trip is engaged, and for I, I really pondered that, and so. I want to share it with you because the third one really speaks to what we're talking about. Number one, I want someone who's into me. (laughs) And I only say this because my habit of choosing women who are not into me seems to be the pattern I've chosen. Well, it's funny because I always say, doesn't everyone want that? Well, exactly. But my pattern has been to choose emotionally unavailable women who are not into me. (laughs) So that's more of my imago, if anyone's familiar with Harvell Hendricks and Helen Hunt. And yes, it is Helen Hunt. And the second is that they're into life, that they have a passion in their life, that there's something that really stimulates them and gets them excited to get up every morning. Wait, hold on. I have to interrupt you. Why are we talking about these? I'm going to get to the third one. Okay, got it. And my third one is that they have a sense of spirituality. And what it means to me is they have a curiosity to really connect to their divine self, to their spiritual self, to their higher self. That's you know, and it's interesting because lately I've been stu- I've been interested in Kabbalah, which is kind of what a friend of mine that's says. That's Jewish mysticism. It's myst- It's mystical Judaism, and I'm like that seems kind of fascinating to me because it it kind of encompasses a lot of what I've been think you know leaning into in my life lately. So my point, and I know I took a long way to get here, folks. So thanks for bearing with me. Is it is an important thing for me that we connect on that spiritual level. I mean, and I mean, at something beyond the surface of life, the the basal needs of life, something a little bit, you know, that's intangible and yet about improving ourselves and growing beyond ourselves. But not about a deity. No, no, not at all. So that's, that's why I never really understood the spiritual realm. I don't, I don't really. You mean the religious realm? No, the spiritual realm. Because in the spiritual realm, it's not about a deity or a god. Yeah. It's about, I can't fill in the blank here because I don't really understand. Well, to me, spiritual is an individual thing. It's your individual spirit that you're connecting with. That's the way I look at spiritual. It's the it's the divine, you know, and by the way, it's hard to put words because it's it's kind of an intangible how I view it. But it's connecting with the God within myself. That's how I look at it. That's interesting. God, universe, spirit. That sounds kind of cool. That sounds kind of cool. In fact, uh, a friend of mine nicknamed it Gus. God, universe, spirit. Interesting. It's tough because I think that's cool. But I try to think more rationally and I don't find a lot of rationalism in in spirituality. So it's hard hard for me personally to connect to it. But uh, but hey, listen. Well, let's think about, you know, miracles, right? I don't know if I believe in miracles. Well, I like the way Marianne Williamson quotes it from the book, A Course in Miracles. A miracle is just a shift in perspective to love. Oh, okay. Well, I believe in that. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. And in fact, if, uh, by the way, on a side note, anyone who's read the book Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, it's just a fantastic book to really connect. I don't even want to spoil it. I'm just, go get it. It's just a great book. So we were talking about BR, before relationship. <laughs> before relationship. Understanding what you're looking for. You asked me what I was looking for. I gave you my example. But uh, you didn't finish how you and Megan got into the conversation. Yeah, so I don't remember the specific conversation, but I know that I discovered from her, she was more of a spiritual person. She was raised Catholic, had a bap- okay. Uh, baptism, okay, or was baptized, but... That was it. Uh, her family's not very religious, just in culture. You know, they had some Catholic cultural. I can't speak to it because I don't really know it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, the what's it called when you confirmed your confirmation, baptized. I, I, this is, by the way, it's hieroglyphics to me. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, I know there's probably people going to listen to like, oh my God, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, <laughs> How talking can to these Muslim two guys be talking here. about religion? <laughs> I know. Well, I guess the point here is, is that she was not religious now here's the thing though she's not an atheist okay and she maybe she's borderline agnostic and but that's i'll believe it when i see it for me that was fine and we even talked about how we'd want to raise our kids and and uh like most non-jews or i should say uh catholics and christians they what's the nickname what's the jewish nickname for non-jews well, it's not term. a nickname. It's not Yiddish. nickname. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's the Goyim. Yiddish term? Goyim. Goyim. Yeah, <laughs> nickname. Which, by the way, this is not. It is not slander. Goyim is a. <laughs> it's not a bad word. It's just. It's okay. just a not. It's a term it's for a non-Jew in yeah. Yiddish. So, she's just like, listen, I'm really into Christmas, and I said, don't worry, I'm into Christmas. <laughs> I fucking love Christmas, and what really works really well is. My parents don't give a shit about Christmas. So we go to Christmas for her family. And then we don't really have a Hanukkah thing because Jews don't like get together for Hanukkah. But, you know, if there's Passover in the spring, she'll come to that. But we are kind of lucky because I heard a lot of couples fight about, okay, this year we'll go to your parents for Christmas. This parents will go to mine. So we kind of basically Thanksgiving is on my end. Christmas is on her end. And it works out. But actually with my ex-wife or my, my wife, then it was more, she was Catholic. I was kind of non, I was, I wasn't agnostic, but I didn't, I was, I don't even want to say non-agnostic. Yeah. I wasn't even, I I had no religion. I was the pedestrian. That was the way I looked at it. So we had, I loved the way she celebrated Christmas. I mean, it was a lot of fun for the kids and everything. Now though, you know, I do believe though these days, it's really important coming back to the C word conversation in relationship because I was naive. I didn't talk about this when I was in my twenties. I, I, looking back, I was very naive to this conversation. I think it's important, you know, the BR before relationship and certainly when you're in relationship to have some sense of spiritual connection with one another on some level, because at least this is what we learned in the Hoffman process. You know, there's the mind, the body, the emotion, and the spirit, the quadrinity it's called. And I think connecting at that level as a couple is an important facet to really help a relationship grow and nurture and not be ambivalent to it. That's really, I think it's important to do Ambivalent to what? To something beyond ourselves. You think that's important for every couple? Well, 
Let me tell you a quick story. I think that's <laughs> I think that's personal. I think that's for you. That's important. Well, okay. I, 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 I guess I'm projecting my. You totally you know, project it. <laughs> well, I don't think it. that that is necessary. I think it helps. I think there's a benefit. Oh, I, not... I think there's a benefit. Sure, I can see a benefit in that, but I don't Let know me tell if you, a story. you need that. So I dated a woman once, and on Sundays, she says, we're going to do church. And I go, what's that? And she put an Abraham Hicks CD in the CD player in her uh, living room. And we'd listen to about an hour it's not a sermon because this isn't religious or spiritual or anything, but it was our our opportunity to connect at something. And then we discussed it afterwards. And I really enjoyed having that one hour to listen to a perspective that was kind of its law of attraction, which I kind of want to say is in the spiritual realm. And we had an interesting discussion. Then we'd go out and have a bite to eat. That was actually really enriching for me. You know, Megan and I used to do that based on your advice to me a few years ago. Oh, I told you this story, right? I don't know if you told me this story, but you told me as a piece of advice. Oh, okay. You said you and Megan should do church every every, uh, Sunday and church meaning sit on the couch and I don't know, it was like read a piece of something spiritual or something. What about the untethered soul? Yeah, the untethered soul. You know, we we did actually, and you know, I gotta get this going again. It's like the book isn't in the main room. I have a book called The Daily Stoic. I yes. love stoicism. Big fan of stoicism. And so what you told me to do was, you know, do something where it could be like this church thing. So we would we would open up the book called The Daily Stoic, and every single day it had a new chapter on some concept of stoicism stoicism for those of you listening is basically oh god i don't even know how I'm, I'm still studying it how do you it's 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 taking more of a practical uh more of a rational look at how to be a better person so it's like taking here's a definition this is gonna be better it says yeah. the endurance <laughs> of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint Life will throw curveballs at you, okay, and it can knock you off your tracks, or you can look at it as a way to grow and a way to prosper and how to get through it, looking at it in a non-emotional way, which can mm. help you get through the hard times in a sense. Yeah, it's a way of looking at things, and that's coming back to what I was saying earlier. So I I pulled up my book, Eight Dates by Drs. John and Julie Gottman, and we oftentimes refer, we will refer to this book on a regular basis. And I know you did this with Megan. So chapter seven or date seven is something to believe in, growth and spirituality. And and the fact that it's in this book, remember I said, you know, you, I said it's necessary and you're like, well, maybe it's not necessary. I'm leaning, I'm trying, I'm inspiring folks to, at least from my perspective, to recognize that there might be some significant value in really exploring how to grow as a person, whether it's from a religious, spiritual sense, whatever that means. That I know that I agree with. I guess I was, I'm always, I get confused when I hear words that aren't specific, like spirituality isn't a very specific word to me. So but when I hear the idea of two people growing together, that I can get on board with, whether that's growing through 
the idea of Catholicism, Judaism, or in this case, personal development and just becoming a better person. I think all of it is about becoming a better person to me. And I'm oversimplifying this is, are you being a better person for just yourself or are you being a better person for yourself and for God? I, I take it a little bit different. Well, I mean, it's, I'm just going to piggyback on that. I think it's more about being a more emotionally healthy person. So when I think of the word a better person, I think of it from an emotional perspective, certainly in the outside world of taking care of your responsibilities, paying your bills, the, the kind of things we think of in the, when we think of the word of maturity. I like to take it a step further. I look at personal development, self-help, spiritual work as a way to improve on one's emotional well-being. And we'll be more specific. Well, you always want to bring up specifics and I'm like, I'm, dude, by the way, I'm not, dude, I, dude, you have to be specific because no, 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 I, I know no, no, this we, is a good here. point. Cause I think this yeah. is a lesson for everyone. And I'm learning yeah. this too. This is, yeah, I'm saying this to myself, to you and to everyone listening. If you're not specific, then you can't understand. So, hold on. Yeah. You can't understand something. And if you can't understand something, then you can't make a change. So, let me interject something. So that's why spe- specific is, is really important so everyone can understand what sure. the person is saying. Otherwise, it so, can get interpreted in many different ways. Well, okay. Well, the challenge with specific sometimes, words like love, is a very complex thing to discuss and actually even put a specific to. Faith is another word. I disagree. Very, well, I disagree well, because, because there's examples of love. Well, well, well. No, people interpret. Well, well, okay. What about how about when, this? How about this? How about this? How about this? When, like people interpret love a lot of different ways. When you say, like, let's say I'm going to use the word love in, in a sentence. Yeah. Okay, you use this a lot. You say, yeah. you know, you really got to come from a place of love. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think most people understand that, but it can be interpreted differently. So, exactly. if someone says, "Well, how would I come from a place of love?" Well, then you get more specific. specific. And you so an now example. coming back to spirituality, because it's one of those words like the other three that sometimes is very difficult to define from a, you know, like from a dictionary perspective. It's more of an individual way of looking at it is what I'm getting at. So sometimes it's difficult to even articulate well, how you might feel about something. A lot of things are difficult in life, yeah. but we, and I think people have to figure out ways to be specific so, so on, you ask on the for things that are difficult. I don't think we should just give up and say, well, it's difficult. Well, let's solve that. I'm not saying no, right I now just on, meant this, on this episode. Words are sometimes limiting. Well, one of the things we talk about in Course in Miracles, words are limiting. Sometimes words are a challenge to express. That's all. So now coming back, to, let's come back to the, you asked for a specific, coming back to personal development, self-help, and spiritual work. For me, I was very unhappy in my life years no, ago. No, no. So I said, um, I said- oh. Just on the same page, emotional. What was it? You said emotional. Um, oh, emotional, emotionally well-being. healthy, emotionally yeah, healthy, emotional, good, healthy. And well-being. so then I asked you, uh, what? What do you mean by that? Okay, so emotionally healthy means you. Well, basically, it's interesting because you're a rational person. You know, you were talking about the Stoics and whatnot. It's operating from a place of, for example, good listening skills, listening to another person's point of view. Not getting defensive, getting defensive as an example is an unhealthy emotion. 
when you're in maybe conflict with someone, you listen to the other person's point of view, you accept that person's point of view as being true for them versus getting defensive or then maybe unhealthy would even be gaslighting someone. That would be the unhealthy form of emotional well-being. So that would be a couple examples. Well, thank you. Now I understand. <laughs> and and so I just always else. thought we we're on the same page with this stuff, and I realize you know we do have well, our occasional. I'm looking trying at to become a better learner and a better teacher. Okay. And one conversation that you and I had before this podcast, and by the way, we're both guilty of this, yeah. was we both have to be more specific. Like if there's any ever a time when I'm not being specific, Jonathan, call me out. Like I want to be better at that. Because it well, and, and, and you don't and, have to worry about because you're anal retentive about specific. Back to no, the I'm C word, everyone. by the way. Back to the C word. This is going to be beautiful. This is all going to meta tie together. This is wonderful. Okay. The C word's communication, right? Communication is in its best form when you are specific. If two There's, people are sitting down. And there's one thing when you don't understand their point of view, but it's another thing when you're not understanding what they're saying. So as a couple, as a new relationship, and by the way, this could be in your workplace, this could be in your love relationships, in your friendships, in your family relationships, all the above, the best kind of communication is being specific so, so everyone understands what they're saying to each other. So... I have a feeling I'm guilty of something when it comes to communication. That is what's in my head might not be coming out of my mouth properly. Like there's this disconnect. I don't know if it's because I had ADD growing up or something. There's sometimes like in my head, like I'm in, there's like maybe a a synapse gap or something that happens because in my head, I feel like I'm saying it perfectly. And then, then I get, for lack of a better word, challenged by you. And I'm saying that tongue in cheek. Okay. But you're, you're asking for clarification and I'm like, well, I gave you all the clarification because in my head, I felt like I did that. I think we all do that. I think you're, you're not the only one. I feel like I, (laughs) I feel like I'm that way too. There's plenty of times where I'm like, you don't get what I'm saying. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like talking to a friend, like you don't understand that. And they're like, no, okay. I guess I have to be more specific here. You and know, it it's interesting it on a help. completely side note, but it relates to this is if anyone ever watches the Showtime series called Couples Therapy, where you it's real life therapy sessions. I mean, it's like it's not reality TV, even though it technically is. And the therapist is so interesting because one couple will say something and then the therapist says it to the other person in a completely different way and they get it. And it like amazes me and it goes back and forth, you know. <laughs> Totally, totally. It's funny how, coming back to the C word, how oftentimes we're not communicating with each other. And this is where I think coming back to personal development, self-help and spiritual work, if you will, or religion, is an opportunity to explore these, not just the conversation about religion, about oneself, because really, what is religion about? It's really enriching your life. It's looking at something you know, higher than yourself. It's looking at the world beyond when we when we pass over the other thing is we're you know some people like atheists don't believe you know it's you just literally the the it's like the phone just disconnected that's what happens is the way atheists views it and i look at you know i'm energy and i'm going to be transformed to a different form 
And I feel like that's an important conversation to have with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I agree with that. how is religion going to play a part in your marriage? Um, well, or mine, your, well, cer- well, let's talk about your ceremony. <laughs> on my ceremony, just a couple of traditions. Okay. Which we talked about, but yeah, it's going to be very cultural. We'll do Christmas. Okay. We'll do Hanukkah. We'll do Passover. I don't know if my kids are going to get like a bar and bat mitzvah. Or are they going to get baptized? Hey, things I should probably talk about with Megan. Can you do both? <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? You can, do, you can do whatever you can do whatever you want, right? I don't know. Maybe people would think that's uh, that that is going to confuse. For my them. ex-wife, she is Catholic, raised very cat, not very Catholic, but I mean, her family has a rich Catholic background. So my kids were baptized. Um, at age like 13 ish in that range. Um, let's, um, let's real quick. Let's oh, talk what about, about kids this. and religion. Well, I was just saying that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how that's what I have to talk to Megan about, but okay, got it. something I found online that I think is going to oh. be helpful for people. It's common mistakes that interfaith couples make. And this is from the Gottman Institute. So to okay. kind of, like you said, your favorite terminology piggyback <laughs> off of what you were saying. Come on. You could tell um, me you don't like, you you don't like that term. I love No, I do. Term. It's a great term. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through a few of these. I think okay. it'd be interesting to talk about common mistakes. Interfaith couples make ignoring your religious differences because you believe that love conquers all. Oh, I love this one. Can it's I, funny. Cause I, I was going to say this earlier and <laughs> You're going to say love conquers all? No, I was going to say that people will ignore the religious differences because they're just, I wasn't going to say that term, but they're in love. They're in the honeymoon phase. Oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. They're not thinking rationally. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So they ignore the important parts. And all of a sudden, 12 to 18 months later, the honeymoon phase (laughs) starts to die down and you go, whoa, this person goes to church like all the time. (laughs) <laughs> uh oh is my down with that or this person has no religion in their life Uh oh am i down with that but love will solve it all <laughs> yeah it sure doesn't i don't think men think of it that way as much as women how do you mean i f- okay this is just a perception i have and i know we're going off on a tangent because i want to hear the rest of what the gottman say but i think women tend to believe that love will solve all more so than men i don't think men think like no i'm not saying most men i don't think they even think that way i think it's more the fan the fairy tale that makes them believe that that's now everyone listening this might sound like a judgment or projection it's just an observation i've noticed but then again i work with women i don't work with men on my professional capacity so you so say it again you think that men i don't think they go into marriage thinking love's going to solve it all i think sometimes men just go in unconscious and not even thinking about it but i think women tend to think love will solve our problems more I so think men, I think men think the same thing. Yeah, I think what that what I'm saying is though uh, well, this is important though. If you're, amb- I say the word ambivalent, but there's another a word I can't think of what it is. Um, if you're or maybe unconscious to the problems in the relationship and it goes under the rug, which so often does. That's the the belief that love is going to solve this. But really, it's coming back to the C word is 
talking about things like the differences. So finish the rest of the Godlands because I want to hear. Assuming that your differences will be irreconcilable. That's another, it literally plays into what I just said, that your differences will somehow, you know, yep. not go away. What else N- is there? Not addressing faith-based decisions that are not compromisable. <laughs> oh. Right. So that's a basically one person has in their head, like my kid's getting baptized. Yeah. I'm not compromising on that. And then you just don't talk about that. Yeah. Right. That's how I interpret what it said there. And, and I suspect many couples have friction in, in, in just that topic alone. Yep. What else? Dismissing concerns from extended family and close friends. Oh, yeah. So friends and family being like, uh, are you sure you want to be with this person? They X, Y, and Z. Well, and think about the more devout one family member is, they might really try to interject. Like if your if your parents were true orthodox, I mean, like let's say radically orthodox, you know, they might have encouraged you not to be with Megan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and totally. I suspect that happens a lot <laughs> across about... all religious backgrounds because we haven't talked about Muslim and all the different faiths. Jumping uh, into conversion as the only solution. So we're talking about like when oftentimes where a, a woman will convert in Ju- to Judaism for the sake, because the it, if I understand correctly, within Judaism, it follows the mothers for well, the that children. Well, that would be Judaism. So yeah, I think it's just anywhere. Like thinking, oh, if I just, if someone converts, then it will be fine. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that If you're doing fine. it to appease your partner and it's not something you genuinely want exactly. to do. Exactly. That one is I not think, um, yeah, it's clear. Like, it's like becoming born again when you really don't want to. You're doing it to appease your partner. Is that really a true conversion even? Yeah. Yeah. Assuming and, that you understand your partner's relationship with their faith. Ooh, that's a really good wow. one. And they're probably like me. It's hard to articulate it. <laughs> well, I think that can be even as simple as, you know, you probably just haven't talked about it. You're like, oh, yeah, they were a cross. So they're Christian. They were a star of david so they're jewish and and then you just assume some things about them and you call it a day but what you don't have the conversation you don't talk about what is yeah. their faith what is their what is their faith specifically what do they believe what do they not believe what's important to them do you know what i like about this conversation i thought you were gonna say <laughs> do you know what i like about you and i say what Jonathan? well it's actually what i li- well what i like and this is really important is that coming back to the c word again I like that we talk about these things. I mean, you and I explore all different types of conversations. And I'm I'm really happy we're having this conversation. And I feel like it's through the like a healthy relationship in general, to me, this is just my perception, is where you talk about you unpack things and get your partner's perspective on something, not right or wrong. Like I don't think either one of us judges each other when we sometimes have a difference of opinion. And I'd like to think the way you and I, you know, talk with each other is what my encouragement, my, my desire for this podcast was to enrich couples ability to have these conversations and sometimes to have the tougher conversations about whether it's religion or trust or fidelity or whatever topics we talk about. It's talking with your partner and not at your partner. Yeah. 
I like that. Very cool. And that's what I've always felt with since our friendship began is that you're someone I can talk with. And that well, it's we're, like, we're both very open minded. And, uh, hmm. and hey, listen, I'll admit there's times I think where we both have to really understand where each other is coming from. You yeah, know. when we did our recent money conversation, you know, when you understand someone's background and perspective, it really shines a light on how people view things. So religion's a great like and I shared my background. I was I went to mosque with my dad and I was like rebellious coming home. That formed my first understanding of religion and how it kind of has cascaded to this point in my life. And yeah. so with this Okay. I think this is a good time. I want to say this. Okay. I found something that talks. It was actually something that I got from an Eben Pagan who is a very <laughs> famous marketer. The way you said that, Pagan, like Pagan. How funny is that? How funny is that? <laughs> yeah, that is that is very funny. So he is a big-time marketer, and he teaches he teaches how to market your business. Okay. And he is really he's really into crystal clear communication. Okay. So he actually has a graph here that I have. That's the spectrum of on one side, unclear and on the other side, clear and specific. Okay. So he teaches in order to get across what you're trying to sell. You want to be very specific. Now, of course, we're not talking about selling in this podcast. We're talking about relationships, but I believe that it still does help because you're going to have really clear communication. He even calls it. It's called crystal. It's a graph that says crystal clear communication. So whether you're doing this for marketing or just trying to communicate to a partner, I believe it still relates. And so I just want to share it with you really quickly. Yeah, please. I'm I'm fascinated to hear. And I think this is going to help people with how to speak about any topic, but especially with their religion. Okay. So theory. And then there's result. Okay. Okay. Abstract. Concrete. Okay. Internal. External. General. Specific. Confusing. Clear. Misunderstood. Understood. So all the kind of, you don't, basically you don't want to be on the left side, which is, Theory, abstract, internal, general, confusing, misunderstood. Your communication should be talking about a result, concrete, external, specific, clear, understood. Those are just some ideas and words to help understand what crystal clear communication looks like. I'll say it again real quick. Result, concrete, external, specific, clear, understood. What was the, um, the opposite of abstract? Concrete. Concrete. So what's interesting, I was thinking about when people communicate their about their emotions in particular. A friend of mine once said people tend to communicate their emotions from an intellectual perspective and instead of the actual emotion you're feeling, like sadness, you know, joy, confusion, you know, to be more specific with what you're actually feeling. And so just on a side note, I invite everyone to Google list of feelings and start to study it because it really helps you be a little bit more concrete totally. when it comes to expressing your feelings, because oftentimes people say it from their head and not necessarily from what they're actually feeling. 
just yeah. on a side note. Yeah, for sure. So how are we going to wrap this up today on religion? <laughs> well, because I feel I, like we were a little over the map here today. You know, we were and we weren't. I, I, yeah. I, I believe we came down to. And I think we, we and this one, we share the same opinion. I know we don't always yeah. do that on this one. We share the same opinion here is is when it comes to religion and your faith. If you can help it, it's something that needs to be discussed with your partner in specific detail. And even before that, knowing exactly, well, what is it that your faith is or non-faith is? And if you don't know, at the very least, understand what kind of partner you'd be okay with having. That's, of course, if you're in the dating phase, but if you're in the relationship The BR phase. Yeah, yeah, relationship. very good. The BR. <laughs> if you're in the AR after relationship, or we'll say DR during relationship. If you're in the DR phase, where IR in relationship, tomato, tomato. Okay. <laughs> um, I love that we're trying to get so specific. Very good. Um, yeah. If you're in the relationship, you really got to understand and have the conversations about what your expectations are for religion and having the conversation with your partner about your beliefs, their beliefs, and seeing where you two want to take that for the rest of your lives. And if I can add, I know I can, I'm going to add. You mean piggyback? I'm not going to piggyback. I'm going to add. He's going to add, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan's going to add. He's not going to piggyback. Is that you listen to your partner's point of view, perspective, opinion. And you accept their point of view, opinion, perspective as being true for them. And you each do it for each other. Because to really, whether it's about this topic or any other topic, what's most important is there are going to be different ways of looking at this, even this particular topic. And it's really honoring that your partner has a point of view that might be different than yours. It's not right or wrong. And it's really important just to listen and accept it as true. I like that. Jonathan, God, that sounds so prolific. <laughs> Jonathan, I love you, man. Wait, hold on. Uh, that wasn't specific. So what I mean by that <laughs> is I respect you. Uh, I care for your well-being uh, and I appreciate our friendship. Uh, so those are examples. Well, then I'm going to officiate your wedding just on that. <laughs> you better. Everyone who's listening, we would love a five-star rating on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere where you're listening. It does help us spread the word and spread the love and helping everyone with their relationships or just entertaining everyone with our funny, quirky little stories <laughs> and hoping that that in, entertains them for their day. Either way, we appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. This is Trip signing off. I will now go blow my nose and hopefully <laughs> <laughs> go get take some zinc uh, this is jonathan signing off as well and please get well so i'm sending you healing juju my friend lots of healing juju that's not specific what do you mean by that oh gosh <laughs> yeah.